you coming to me? I think I'm dying here, man. Welcome to the 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Aw, yeah. It's that time again for another bi-weekly podcast with your hosts, Rotten Roger DeMarco and... Evil Dead Inks and, uh, hey, Raj, who's Victor Crowley? <laughs> uh, some mongoloid who lives in the woods, or the swamp, I should say. I thought you were going to go with Airheads, but he's that guy. He's that guy. What does that mean? He's that guy. <laughs> he's that guy. Rodney King. Rodney King. Why are they chanting Victor Crowley? Victor Crowley. He's that <laughs> He's guy. That guy. Uh, chicken and biscuits in the gravy. Oh, <laughs> boy. Yeah, here we are. Another two weeks down. Another couple of footsteps into Honey Island Swamp. And uh, for the people listening, this just, it's rolling right along, right? It's been two weeks. You're ready for a new episode. But uh, in reality, it's been a hot minute since we've recorded something. Life uh, uh, finds a way to fuck everything up, slow everything down. And we were so optimistic and so hopeful rolling into our October uh, atmosphere, our, our, our one true love of the year. And I got hit with a couple of one-two punches. Slowed us down. But we're here. We're still standing. And we're ready to uh, call on Victor Crowley and take it to him. Have a little grudge match in a shitty little shanty. (laughs) Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can't keep a a good tag team down. And uh, I don't know a good tag team off the top of my head other than the Rock and Sock Connection. But we're... (laughs) We're here to bang it out. The Legion of Doom, the Rockers, the Midnight Rockers, the Orient Express, the Midnight Orient Express. The Insane Clown Posse. That's Uh, not a tag team. (laughs) Depending on who you ask. uh, Okay, a wrestling fan will not say that's a tag team. That's That's not even combined half a wrestler. I wouldn't even give that. They're not even a wrestler's right leg. Oof. Oof. They are wrestling fans, though. But, I'm. yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Uh... But man, it's good to be back. It's nice to, uh, I know we're not in the same room, but it's nice to see your smiling face through the... I'm uh, I'm not smiling right now. (laughs) Oh, he's smiling. He loves it. He's he's happy, happy as can be. But uh, it's it's time to get back into this. And, uh, you know... Into more of the night, he is still home. Comes home, comes back home. Yeah, that's... Because... yeah, because he never goes away. Because he just repeats the same thing over and over again. But much like Halloween 2, this Hatchet 2 is more of exactly where we left everything off from previously. Except Mary Beth Dunstan got hit with a Honey, I Shrunk Your Lead, Ray. By what, <laughs> three or four feet? Because we now have... Um, I don't remember what the original Mary Beth's actress's name was. Oh God, I can't either. It's too nah. early in the morning for that. Now we got Danielle Harris. I guess was I guess was the original pick for mm-hmm. Adam Green, but he was he too scared to be like yeah, that. Danielle Harris, she's not gonna say yes to. I mean, he's at the point he already had Kane Hodder and Robert England. I don't know why he thought Danielle Harris would be like too good for his shit. I think he was like more nervous about 
I mean, we talked about it two weeks ago, like being that guy who just like makes a movie and attaches a bunch of horror names like, eh, 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 you know, you want to check it out. Like, because again, like you said, it is a deterrent at some point when you're like, you know, you pick up wrong turn six and you're like, Doug Bradley, huh? Like, bet he's in this for all of four fucking seconds. It's just, it's one of those things. You <laughs> I know? will put a dollar down at some point. He calls someone else a pinhead. Oh, there <laughs> it is. Give me, oh, I'm not watching this with anybody mm-hmm. else. So I'll give myself a dollar. <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe he was nervous about shooting himself in the foot, especially for his directorial debut of being like, uh, all those other direct-to-video movies, and I'm fine with the first one. We talked about it. We're okay with it, and but we're okay with the Switch, too. The Switch works fine. We have no issues with the Switch. Yeah, it's not like Phantasm 2, where I'm like, eh, that's an alright movie, but the, the <laughs> A. Michael Baldwin switched out with Dude from Point Breaks. Pretty jarring for me, and then to be like, ah, fuck it, let's just switch him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he had a good run. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, never mind, I'm just going to go back to what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, by the time they get back to A. Michael Baldwin, um, you know, he's aged quite a bit to where it's, it's a l- that's jarring to me. Go I from mean, like it was two ten to- years between one and two, so yeah. like, he went from a child to now he's a young man to now he's just a man. Mm-hmm. And much like the, uh, the jump in appearance... In Phantasm 2, we do get a little bit of a, a jump in appearance for Victor Crowley, and I believe, if I'm not he's mistaken, been, he's this been is upgraded. like, yeah, this is your bread and butter, right? This is your look that you like the most, I think. Uh, I don't know if I have a look for Victor Crowley that I'm like, that's the look. But if I'm going to pick one of the four movies to throw on and watch, this is the one I tend to grab to throw on, because I mean, it's. There, there is a story, but there's not much of a story. It's, it's literally Mary Beth escapes, get, goes to Tony Todd. Tony Todd organizes a small mob mm-hmm. to go and retrieve his boat. More than <laughs> that's the real story. Is Tony Todd just wants his boat back, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he can't run his business without his boat. His illegal yeah. business. Uh, but yeah, so the the whole story thing, like you said, there's not much of a story, but there is a story. This, arguably, out of all four hatchets, has the slowest start because we are getting some story. It's it's not it's not a tremendous like you know, page after page after page of exposition and all this craziness, but it takes a minute before we're getting the uh the hunter posse getting smoked. But it allows us to have some comedy, it allows us to establish some people, it's, some relationships. It's it is goofy as shit. Like, like we went from like it's, Can I get some cookies, man. It's a horrific beginning, and then yeah, we're gonna have like a twenty-minute like this is gonna be goofy shit <laughs> for a while until we get to back to the swamp at night. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. things will pick back up, and then it's and then nothing in this is uh, scary or even I feel like that anticipation scary. Like no, it's just fun. It's a like really we'll get, weird... Like we're getting forward that light switch turning on and off thing. Like eventually we know he's coming through that fucking door frame. Right. Here, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> this is this this is his Evil Dead too. Yeah, the setup is... Um, they're, just, they're just going to get bumped off. One after another after another. And Bunch more of often red than shirts. Not, 
Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> That's a perfect reference, uh, especially after he's done with them. A lot of red shirts, uh, but um, but, but uh, <laughs> red shirts and no pants. Uh, yeah, you love this more than chocolate ice cream, don't you? That, that is weird. It is. A, that's a strange. There's a lot strange about that sequence when we get there. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's really fun in this movie because we just, like you said, it's not horrifying, but we're we're very much so upping the gore. But it, it walks. <laughs> it walks like hand and foot with the comedy and like the over. Uh, I don't know. It's like really over the top. So yeah, we're mortal combating hardcore everybody, now. but it's, but yeah, you're, it's, it's ridiculous when, uh, John Carl Beekler gets like his gut slashed open and then he's <laughs> going to get strangled with his intestines. Like that's slightly like putting a plastic bag over a dude when he's underwater to suffocate him. <laughs> like, we're looking at you double team. <laughs> I was like, I, I think he's going to die. Just by ripping out his intestines, but I like that you gotta, and then even choke him with. It. He chokes him and then just pops it like a goddamn cork. Right. His also, his intestines off. are like battle rope thick. I'm like, I don't know which is thicker. That those intestines are Freddy's tongue from Dream Warriors. Right. It's it's odd, but I mean, again, that's that's we're setting the tone because we get old Jack Cracker, and then we the joke pays off that he's drinking his own piss. We get that joke full circle. Then we get uh, Mercedes McNabb, and I forget the other girl from the first movie. Uh, you know, yeah, the Bayou looking, Beavers tape or whatever. He's combing through the camcorder, and yeah, we also get Laura, Laura Ortiz trying to be 15. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, probably 15 years ago. <laughs> okay. In, in your bra. That doesn't work for that joke, but. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, I'm only 15. I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah, you're 35. <laughs> I mean, she is petite, but she ain't no... I mean, yeah, put she, her by the she, playground. That's that's how they... She's walking by a playground. They're like, see? She's a kid. Just, yeah, don't have her turn around or speak, and yeah, you could confuse her for a child. She, her and Daniel Harris could have a short off, I guess. Yeah. They, if you squint and uh, you know, you're know you 40 yards away, maybe she looks like After, she belongs. 12 to 15 beers, you would be like, ah, she's underage, man. Look at that. She's three and a half feet tall. Mm-hmm. Squeaky very voice. It, and so that's the other cool thing about this movie is when I first saw this movie, we weren't, like, steeped in the Adam Green lore. And that's why this movie is... It was just is, a movie. Yeah. And that's why this movie is so good on repeat viewings because you get um, Holliston references, you get Jack Chop references, you get Frozen references. There's a a litany of things in that universe. A lot of a lot of deep cuts, you would yeah, say. Yeah, I would say deep cuts. There you go. Like there's a plenty of those and it's satisfying. You know, it's like uh it's like when you have like a really big delicious burger, like it satiates you. You don't need more. You know what I mean? Like you're like, "Man, I'm full. That was that was just what I needed. I needed a like everything in this movie. You got like this might be the last one. Actually, we do get a smidge of nudity in uh, Victor Crowley, but like Hatchet Three, we don't get any nudity. So we get our we get nudity, we get gore, we get comedy. We get more than a smidge, and we get the Crowley. Mm-hmm. We well, get his a... that's a smidge of a penis, is what that is. 
Oh, okay, fair enough. You got me there. <laughs> it's a really cold bookstore. Baby dick. Shut up, baby dick. <laughs> He's a grower, not a shower, man. It's all good. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, you basically did lay out the uh, the plot of this movie. The, the next, the, the biggest piece of this plot really is that Tony Todd, he believes he has the answer to vanquish Victor Crowley. I mean, it makes sense in a novel approach, or if he knew he was actually in a horror film. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, these are the guys that initially caused this uh, domino effect of Victor Crowley becoming the repeater vengeance demon ghost that he is. Very pumpkin-heady. You know what I mean? Like a I think you might have brought that up in the two weeks ago. Like it's kind of got a pumpkin head esque like origin to it. I, I don't know if I said that, but it definitely makes sense. You might yeah. you might have said it. Whoever the hell said it, like yeah, they were onto something with that. Yeah, because <laughs> you can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie I do feel like definitely ramps up. We're we're getting more of Adam Green's voice for sure. You know, right, the, starting with the fucking opening credits, like it's. It's uh, it's giving you little bits of uh, like props yeah. all over the swamp, but he's playing uh, just one fix by Ministry. So it's like mm-hmm. something that uh, Adam was playing like in his like his personal playlist. Like I know when we went to go meet and greet him, I think the first or second time uh, that was playing, and I was like, oh, I know that. That's just one fix. I literally know that because of Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Like Which is where a lot of people our video. age, yeah, a lot of people our age get their music taste. Biz Marquee introduced through Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say he's just a friend. Yeah. yeah. He died, I think. <laughs> that, that <sucks>. That's. <laughs> now I feel like I'm hanging out with the wife because she does that all the time. Like. <laughs> If some if we're watching or listening to something that's really good, and like this is great, isn't it? That dude's dead now. <laughs> Hate to ruin all your fun. Uh, yeah, like when you did with when I was watching Scrubs, and I was like, I love Ted, and you're like, that guy's like, dead. Ted's dead, man. <laughs> yeah, isn't Ted a wonderful actor? He was a singer too. He has his own acapella band. He died of cancer. Yeah. Now every time I listen to any of his music, even as fun as it is, I cry. So, because I just want more of it. Um. <laughs> I guess what it's rubbed bummer. off. I guess I do it. I guess we all like doing that. Like we like to build people up, and then tear them down in the last <laughs> last beat. You nice. join yourself? Be a shame if someone ruined it. Yeah, be a shame if he couldn't put out any more albums. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, we have that here because we have John Carl Beekler is no longer with us. And like, isn't that a great character? He's dead. Yeah. Would have been but awesome if he like too, though. if he didn't get his head popped off like and he survived having his intestines hanging. Out. <laughs> yeah, he's in the hospital just pushing that shit back in like Tropic Thunder. Yes, but uh, I mean, I guess just because you died in the movie doesn't mean shit. Because Adam Green just pulled the one thing of like Perry Shin is going to be in every one of his movies and we're going to kill him in every one of the movies. Mm-hmm. He just happens to have another brother. <laughs> like just do the uh, do the old joke of all Asians look alike. It's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. And that's another through line that is in every single movie. That line of dialogue is going to get spoken. Um, 
that's just, again, that's Adam Green. Actually, I don't know if that's Adam Green or if that was Perry Shin just making that up. I'd have to watch with commentary, but somehow, someway, it worked its way into four movies, and it's brilliant. I get to see him, like, he just just tickled him the first time he said it. Like, I'm going to do that in every movie. Say it again. (laughs) Say it again. Say it one more time. So Perry Shin becomes our final girl, essentially, of this franchise, which is awesome. Which is weird. We don't have final girls that die every single movie. Right. (laughs) Like, it'd be, I mean, well, Daniel, uh, I was going to say Daniel Harris. I was like, Daniel Harris's character technically dies, but uh, I guess Jamie Lee Curtis, she'll die (laughs) in Halloween, and she's still in fucking three more movies. Yeah, she's going to fake her death in one Halloween. She's going to. And then really die in another one, and then. Come back and Almost die in another. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever works, man. It doesn't matter. It sounds like fucking Adam Green stealing all this Halloween shit more I keep looking at it. <laughs> I, I mean, he is a big fan of The Shape, if you will. Um, which is weird because these movies, they have a very Jason Voorhees feel, but that's Kane, right? That's just Kane. He's so menacing. And he is, he's like a force of nature in this movie. He's just blowing <laughs> through people. Some people, some people, the deaths take like they're really prolonged like one is that uh when he's smashing the hatchet into the dude's face i think just... i counted like 20 or 30 hammer shots which yeah, is it's, just it's, fantastic it's gratuitous it goes forever and then there's other kills that happen really fast um that's literally shit i can do in gears of war like i can grab a guy for an execution and punch him if I keep tapping the button, I can punch him like 28 times or something before his head finally comes off. <laughs> and it's the same effect here. Like, he's not. He, he tackles this dude and he's bashing him with the edge of a. It's not a hammer, it's like a pickaxe. Like the top edge of it, yeah. Yeah, because he grabs it. It's a pickaxe. I'm like, oh, he's going to clearly swing this pointed edged weapon into dude's skull. And then he just flips the shit on its end. So it's just a long piece of metal. And just, you know bopping him in the fucking nose with it <laughs> two dozen times the boop yeah yeah he's gonna i'm gonna bonk him until it fucking just he just his face just caves in on itself yeah and also um it's worth noting that this is uh aunt dolly's garage right this is uh he was a protege of beekler and then he took over uh pentagraph robert pentagraph took over the effects yeah. in this movie so this is like his big, like, uh, reel or whatever. His big... This like, is look, sizzle reel. Yeah, look what I can do. And he pulls off some gnarly, gnarly stuff. That chainsaw thing is another uh, really good, <laughs> insane... Like, why is that chainsaw nine feet long? Who cares? <laughs> some ridiculous shit. Like, a chainsaw just comes out the woods and it's like, it's like fucking space balls. Like, this... <laughs> The ship just keeps going and going. This chainsaw just keeps appearing out from behind a bush. And yeah, it's long enough to get two guys straddled over the top of it. And still got probably a good three feet between where the, the guy on the end of the chainsaw is to where Crowley has his hands on the on the motor. That's When you said space, oh, space balls, that made me think like, you think that he did that on purpose? You think that is like a Spaceballs moment? Like, just <laughs> just keeps revealing and revealing and revealing. That seems like the type of thing where Adam Green would be in the edit room going like, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, it's a regular, like, it's a regular song. And like, just 
replay that like three times and <laughs> cut back to cut back to their reaction like it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like some shit that you would trim like nine trees worth of limbs off of all at once. Right. It's the Excalibur of chainsaws. It it's, makes... it's the only it's the only chainsaw in film history that would make Leatherface look inact look inadequate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely dwarfs the TCM three chainsaw, which is everybody's like big chainsaw favorite. So it makes yeah. that shit look like the chainsaw from Part One. Like the uh, looks like a looks like an electric carver compared to this thing. <laughs> yeah, this thing's massive, and unfortunately, this is the only. Well, I mean, I guess. It comes back into play at the end of the film, or technically the beginning of Hatchet 3. So, because Victor Crowley falls on it and it cuts him in half. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> he, could, uh, he could probably fall anywhere in the fucking swamp and land on that chainsaw, <laughs> as big as it is. Like, falls in the water, still gets cut in half. Yeah. <laughs> Ken Foray's <laughs> getting cut by that shit, and he's not even in this movie. Hey, it's me, Benny. Uh, that would have been amazing. Why didn't we get Ken Foree in this movie too? That would have been uh, that. That's surprising. Maybe, maybe in the next, maybe at some point, uh, Reverend Zombie has a brother, and it's literally Ken Foree. Wow! But my eyes just lit up. Because <laughs> <laughs> you thought, oh, that's entirely plausible. And I would watch the fuck out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but just because he doesn't have Ken Foree in this movie doesn't mean it's short of adding more horror alumni to to the casting. Because this is. The, this is the first thing Tom Holland has appeared on camera in, and his first dealing in any film mm-hmm. since... Uh, like Incredible. Uh, no, Incredible. No. That was back in the day. No, Thinner. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's... He's um, not, not done a single... He's not directed or done anything in film since Thinner because on the set of Thinner, uh, he developed Bell's Palsy. Mm-hmm. And he was un. They would not let him leave the set to take care of that, and it took him like three years, two or three years, to fully recover from that. Jesus. So thinner was literally trying to kill <laughs> Tom Holland. It was a curse. So we have director Tom Holland coming in here. We have, of course Daniel Harris replacing the role of Mary Beth coming in here. Giant martial artist AJ Bowen is here and probably the goofiest shit i've ever seen him in <laughs> bar none yeah and the and one that and the heavyweight for me r.a mihailoff leatherface from part three so we actually get to see a leatherface versus jason face-off fight in this movie he is the heavyweight among heavyweights he is our fa- our favorite character in this movie for sure He's a big nasty bastard, and I, I fucking love him. I love, love, love to meet him again because he was such a cool guy. So he wins my brown panty award one hundred percent because he's the voice oh. of reason, you know. <laughs> he's just like, fuck that shit. I'm not going back out to mm-hmm. no goddamn swamp. We also get little cameos uh, from Uncle Creepy, Steve Barton, who used to work for like downright or not downright creepy. Used to work for uh, Bloody Disgusting. Um, and many other things. He's in a ton of horror documentaries. Oh, um, yeah. Super Adam tiny. Adam Green makes his own cameo again. Right now he's yep. just puking on the side of our fucking street corner. So we're going to continue puking guy's story. And we get a, a, a nice little cameo by Uncle Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman, just kind of in there hanging out and then leaves. Not even a single line of dialogue, but cool to have <laughs> trauma alumni in the crowd. Um, 
I would have liked it if he would have been like not scared to go to the swamp. I feel like I feel like Victor probably could just grab an arm, a piece, and just rip him in half like a like a uh, I want to say like a cookie, <laughs> like a <laughs> like stretch a Armstrong doll, like just yeah, kind of like that, like how you would tear like. Imagine you got a really good chocolate chip cookie, and you get okay grilled cheese sandwich. Yes, and you get that cheese stretch, like just rip fucking Lloyd Kaufman in half, <laughs> all of his shit just is stretching. Oh, yeah, and Gore's is falling in the middle. That's beautiful. I yeah, I would be down for that. Kill Lloyd Kaufman on film more. He's down for it too. That's the thing because he's a crazy person. So he's definitely an odd duck, and I'm. Pretty sure he's there because of his uh, ties to Joe Lynch. Probably. Yeah. I think Joe worked, got his first job and worked for Troma, mm-hmm. so he's got the connections there. And Which Joe, we have the Joe cameo. Yeah, his yeah, his cameo where he's looks like a like nineteen seventies logger <laughs> out Throw fishing or something. Yeah, yeah, that weird ass like leather hunting cap or whatever gets his jaw ripped off, and he got Wilhelmed. Yeah, and then you got the dude from Frozen who was one of the X-Men. He gets his yeah, face. Yeah, he's Iceman. Yeah, he gets his face lopped off, which is, that's a great kill, by the way. Uh, seeing, like, the insides of the face after the face is cut off, super yeah, good. Very uh, 13 ghosts. Yeah, like yeah, with the gets, glass, yeah. Yeah, when he gets slit in half, like, very very much the same thing. Yeah, Iceman from X-Men gets cut in half. Uh Hands down, though. Uh, I know where I you're going. Can't even can't even say spoiler because it's like there's nothing to spoil. In Everybody <laughs> dies, man. This- yeah, like there's nothing about this that, that like spoils spoilers would deter or do a damn thing to your viewing experience. Well, I'm not gonna watch it. I heard about the chainsaw kill already. But the <laughs> but that's still even that chainsaw kill is outdone <laughs> by the death of Tony Todd's character. It's the best. Because Tony Todd faces off with Crowley, he gets an axe chopped to his like his waistline, like seven or eight swings at his waistline to cut him in half at the waist. And then while his upper torso is on the ground, Crowley puts his foot on like his shoulder blades on his back and reaches into his innards and grabs his spinal column, and of course gives it like three tugs. Before he completely pulls Tony Todd out of his skin like a fucking rabbit. And Tony Todd, his upper torso is hanging from Crowley's arm, de-skinned. And the absolute capper to all of it is once he's done that and Tony Todd's character, I guess, dies in that moment. Or mercifully dies. Yes. He just gets flung into the bushes. And it's clearly the most... Yeah, and it's clearly just a fucking dummy tossed because it kind of bounces off the limbs of this bush and I'm like that is some Mortal Kombat shit and I am officially in. It has that no is, no that weight makes it to the it. Best. No, none at all. Like it kind of <laughs> it kind of lays on those bushes. Like it's like foam. Yeah, it's like foam latex. It like weighs like four pounds. The the tiny little tree branches like are. <laughs> yeah, they kind of just bounce a little bit, but he just stays on top of them. <laughs> Can't even get into the bush. That's how. Like if you threw a bag of potato chips onto some shrubs, you know, like it just lays on top of the shrubs. That's what Tony Todd's torso. <laughs> Tony Todd's torso does is lays on top of these bushes. The triple T, if you will. 
But that's the kind of thing you're getting into with this movie is, is yes. that. Yeah. And also, uh, I know we've talked about it on our 3B Video YouTube channel when we did a live stream coverage of this. But another really cool thing is a lot of this stuff was shot inside. And they just make inside look like a swamp because they didn't they had trouble with the weather and stuff in the first movie so they're like what if we just you know i mean the swamp's a rough place to film i can't imagine why yeah rain and bugs and all this stuff so they built built this faux swamp and uh i mean i can tell i mean you can tell but there's like a certain i never i never notice but i I guess i'm not charm to it you know there's a certain charm to um that look it's like it's like in house when they when he goes into the closet and they're trying to make it look like Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just put some you know some shrubbery around and hang up some black backdrops and so you can't some see camo too netting. far. <laughs> yeah, if you can't see too far, um, you can't tell that, that it's in a building. That makes me feel a little bit better because definitely the most uncomfortable scene in the whole movie for me has to be A.J. Bowen's sex scene. Yeah. With his ex-girlfriend, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's married now. so Or getting married, something. But he is a uh, doggy style tagging this lady in the swamp. So she is on all fours, which I'm like, they're just, Gross. she's just getting, she's getting eaten alive. Chiggers, yeah. By mosquitoes and all this stuff down there. And man, does he just look uncomfortably sweaty. Like, he's got a ball cap on, all like a shirt, jacket, all that stuff. And you can just see the sweat coming off of him. And she says the weirdest fucking shit. And like, see, tell me you bad, love me. Bad pillow talk, man. You like this more than ice cream. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and, and I don't want to be like, can you just stop talking? You love this more than baby Jesus. But it does redeem itself, though, at the very end because course Crowley comes in just just like Jason doesn't like people boning in his swamp takes Bowen's head off and yeah. I love the sound design too because his body starts seizing so you just hear mm-hmm. and she's like ah oh baby and then just then just stops and like come on did you fall asleep how the fuck did you fall maybe died or like had a heart attack but I'm like right. I don't think he fell asleep, dear. And he's still upright, which, like, his head is cut off, and he didn't, yeah, like, fall. his hands are still on her hips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just went into, like, immediate rigor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do they call that when, like, you blow your own head off? Like, you, you get, like, the death grip. Like, it. so if you're, you like, see, holding on. You seize in place, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you literally mannequin. <laughs> so. I'm just thinking of Loaded Weapon 1. Like, give me a hand here, Doc. Just gonna step on fucking uh, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg's hand, pry it open to get Is this. Is that her? No, it's her picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt Finisher Glossy. It's a little out of focus. I think we should just do one of these, like, maybe Christmas time. We just do comedies and just throw everyone off the fucking rails. I'm totally with, like, just parody some movies. Na- yeah. Parody Four movies. parodies. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, uh, loaded Weapon is a thing that has to happen. Yeah. Has to. Uh, for anyone listening who doesn't know about Loaded Weapon, it's a it's a deep cut of a movie. It's a early 90s movie, but... Yeah, like 1993. Yeah. If you wanted to, like, encapsulate our brand of humor, <laughs> it's, it's in that. It is in that movie. There's a few other movies that really, really tickle our fancy, but... 
we've always said there should be a wall of fame of, of cinema, and I think we probably would put Loaded Weapon 1 in that list. If I, if I ever got to meet Samuel L. Jackson, he's signing that. Like, all the, the pantheon of films that he's done, everything that he's done, I'd be like, uh, so, let's talk Lord. about head and shoulders, you know? <laughs> I would talk about him, like that goofy-ass face he makes when he's following a chick to the uh, office at the Girl Scout cookie factory. Just yeah. that, ooh. <laughs> yeah, because he's making fun of her teeth. <laughs> it is, it's nothing, but for some reason, it's just, like, why is he doing Print out an 8x10 of that face and have him sign it. <laughs> yes, please. Like, this movie changed my life. <laughs> Yeah, if I ever meet Corey Feldman, forget signing uh, part four. Uh, forget anything he's ever done. Just have him <laughs> Fire sign that this. Shot. Yeah. Not me, sir. <laughs> Give me the gun. If I ever meet Phil Hartman, wait. I can't. <laughs> can I can I have a, a bullhorn that's made in America, please? <laughs> Natasha Wa <Rubidisu. laughs> Uh the chips. Is this the uh, is this the informant shootout? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Billy York informant shootout. That's what it is, Billy York, yeah. <laughs> hey, Larry. <laughs> Shoot to get his attention. What? Chips, man. Get your shit together, man. That's Becker, 403. <laughs> uh, so many deep cuts right there. Go watch yeah. Loaded Weapon. I think we just abandoned I, Hatchet 2 for Loaded Weapon 1. <laughs> well, I think, I think it might be on YouTube for free. Like YouTube movies, Maybe. Mm. If not, I'm sure it's somewhere. I have a disc, so I don't care Me too. where it's yeah, I don't not care. streaming. Mine's Fuck on your a, streaming services. Mine's on a disc with uh, Senior Trip. So. Ooh, and there's, an, there's another one right there. Mm-hmm. There's two National Reggie. Lampoon like gold standard movies. Everyone Absolutely. thinks the vac- vacation movies are that. I'm going to put those two in there with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Senior Trip is one of my all-time favorite movies. Also responsible for a lot of my sense of humor. Moss yep. is uh, in a coma. In- insulin. Can I buy some of that off you? <laughs> Heroin, huh? I only know that movie because it was a preview for either Mortal Kombat, Dumb and Dumber, or Friday. All, all those movies had the same kind of trailer loop to them, so I know them because of that. Mm-hmm. Might have been. I feel like Dumb and Dumber. Because I remember the Y.H. on Dome. The fucking song with the dog truck. I have that song. I can't remember the name of it. But I... It, uh, <sighs> Apache Indian, I think, is the group that does that song. I don't think you can say that anymore. I searched for years to find that <laughs> goddamn song. And you won't know this if you're a youngin'. But back in the day, I had no idea what that fucking song was called because you couldn't Spotify or look that shit up. So every movie that had it in it, I bought the soundtrack. Looking to hope it was on there. Yeah, and play every track. Being like, maybe this one will be it. Maybe this one will be it. Maybe this one will be it. Nope. Off to go buy another soundtrack to see maybe it's on this one. Could it be on the Biodome soundtrack? No. Could it be on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack? No. Story of our lives, man. There's forty bucks spent on two soundtracks for a song I didn't that wasn't on there that I wanted to hear. Yeah, fifteen ninety nine for a CD, and you like just want one song. Yeah, and you're just flying blind. Yeah, the good old days, man. 
the wild wild west of cinema and that uh, is that, that is media. looking at it looking at that now that is like like you, you did that like that's that is insane like i definitely nowadays i would be like so i'm gonna spend almost 20 bucks and maybe get the song i'm looking for because i don't really know it Pass. no yeah well we're older we're wiser i'll just rewatch. <laughs> yeah uh i'm older yeah <laughs> we've adapted to the times slightly I've adapted to not being wiser. We'll just buy. Well, see now the beautiful thing is CDs and DVDs are like a dollar because no one wants them. So, or mo- or some retailers aren't even selling the goddamn things anymore. Mm-hmm. Target. Yeah, that's sad. Um, and like all the even the mom and pop places that I used to frequent are closing. So. I'm finding even less and less VHS tapes that I used to be able to find for ten cents and a dollar. That's definitely on the on the down downside of things. Yeah, I would love waning. to find I would love to find one of these hatchet movies on tape. I don't have know. Have to be if the first was, one, right? Because oh five oh six, maybe oh seven. Yeah, I don't maybe. know if it would have had a VHS run. Anyways, maybe you should tweet or X Adam and be like, "Did your first movie get a VHS release?" Just curious. Yeah, because um, History of Violence was one of the very last movies to get a VHS release. And I can't remember what year that came out off the top of my head. That VHS, if you find History of Violence on VHS, is worth a boatload of money for some reason. Well, I'll be looking for it now. Yeah. I probably have come across it a million times and just did not do anything about it because it's like, eh. Now right. that I'll be looking for it, I'll never find it. Yep, that's like super rare, apparently. But oddly enough... Tying to this movie, I was literally in an antique mall the other day, and it was one of those antique malls that have uh, sticker-like booths everywhere, mm-hmm. or you can get the mini packs of stickers. Hatchet Fucking Two had a sticker, what? laying in this, yeah, laying in this little trough of stickers. That is odd. Like the yeah, hand like, on the hatchet, like the cover. Yeah. Weird. Weird. That is eerie. Really. Like, eerie. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a hatchet sticker, let alone a hatchet two sticker. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that's weird because I'm gonna be talking about that shit tomorrow, and that here is, it is in a sticker bin. That's very odd. Um, we went on a date the other day, my wife and I, and we stopped at like a little um, mom and pop place that sold like incense and crystals and all that shit because my wife's into that stuff. And they had like a glass case, and it had patches and stickers. And it must be like they must have put stuff out for spooky season, as they say. Yep, and so it's they're, October. Yeah, so then, you know, there was a bunch of horror movie um, enamel pins, uh, buttons, stickers, uh, patches, and a bunch of weird, they were weird ones, like odd off the beaten track, like Rawhead Rex stickers and shit. And I'm like, what? How? Who? Yeah, this place that sells. Fucking Nog Champa incense has a Rawhead Rex sticker and like a necromantic patch. Like, okay, it was very weird. Oh, we're living in this era now. Yeah. I, I, I also fell off another end because I started wearing the really goofy rubber croc shoes because they're the oh. most comfortable thing I've ever had on my feet in my life. And my daughter is trying, has been in vain trying to get me to start buying those charms you can put through the fucking holes on the shoes. Yeah, the little, like, rubber. They're like enamel pins, but they're rubber. 
Yeah, and I was like, I'm not doing all that. And I was like, you find a Freddy one or something. I was like, sure. And I was like, but she'll never find that shit. Literally, yesterday she found found a Freddy one, and here's one that says spooky season. I was like, fine. So now I've fallen off the now I'm putting charms on my shoes thing. Yes. Yeah. Welcome. That that that's the thing. Um, my daughter still does that because she has two pairs of Crocs, so she'll alternate. You know, it's kind of like your it's like your battle vest. Sure, for your feet. Yeah, for your feet, which is uh, it's a weird thing, but you know why not? Fuck it. Now I'm just waiting out. to see. Maybe I can find some hatchet. Uh, I can't even think what they're called. I think I called them charms. I think the daughter called them like jellies or speed hole plugs. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gotta go to Cirillus to get those. <laughs> you got Good any old. speed hole plugs? <laughs> They're for Simpsons shit. <laughs> they're for foot jobs. <laughs> I just uh, Homer with the pickaxe putting holes in the hood of his car. Speed holes. <laughs> Look, Marge. Speed holes. Yes. Make more aerodynamic. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, Victor Crowley makes a lot of people aerodynamic in this movie <laughs> with speed holes. I was gonna say like the the fight sequence we get because we get an off camera fight with Tom Holland and Crowley because yeah, Tom Holland's old Tom Holland cannot he is too old to be fighting Kane Hodder and any I don't even know if I would be comfortable if they were doing the thumb war battle yeah uh, he would, it'd, it'd just have protect to be, them in yeah because he I mean he can't like take a tumble and he probably couldn't even like do fake punches like taking I mean he throws no. a couple he yeah, does you hatchet mm-hmm. face fuck that line which I think was in the R the red band trailer maybe maybe but I was like we off camera kill him but we get a lot of blood splatter which he does a couple times where we get he just throws a cup of blood on a tree or something <laughs> <laughs> still funny yeah it yeah it's still fun but then we get our big showdown between Leatherface and Jason which is a real good beat em up fight and ends in uh, Leatherface getting curb stomped on a dining room table. Yeah, I call that half capitated. I don't know. Curb stomped is, is half capitated. Yeah. Yeah, because he puts his jawline on a dining room table and then just fucking Ed Norton kicks the back of his head. And we get to see RA's his upper jaw and head just slide across the table. And of course, he's got to like blink like, Ugh. mm hmm. It's real like, good. I, I don't think I'm going to make it to Hatchet 3. <laughs> See, and that's a good uh, example of a blending of a practical effect with a digital effect. And I don't even know if yeah. it's digital. It might be that they just stuck his he- head through a hole. He might have killed R.A. Mihailov. I've not seen him since this since this movie, so who knows? <laughs> and, and, like, blinked. I don't know, but uh, I don't see him announced for events or anything either. So I'm like, is it did, like, did you really kill R.A. Mihailov? Because he's been missing since this filming. He gone, deader than dead. So I don't know. Perry Shin probably has the least in this one. I think yeah. probably has the least like gung ho kill because he just gets the the gas powered belt sander to the yep. back of the back of the noggin, and we get it. His head just reduced down to bone, and then it just blows up. It's it blows, yeah. Because clearly, once you get to the brain with a with a sandblaster, it just explodes. Yeah, you get, you get into that cavity, right? And there's all that built up pressure. Yeah. I don't know, like you know how in like once saw you, they got to drill the hole in his head because his brain is swelling. 
It's like if you have a put a grape in the microwave and then you <laughs> pull it out of the microwave and this pin prick it just blows up. Is that is that real? You never put grapes in the microwave? No. Yeah, don't do that. I don't have a microwave, so uh, you uh, would have a you would have a, a plate full of Perry shin heads if you did. <laughs> I would. Uh, we used to microwave peeps too, and none of us like peeps, but they would just get real big. I mean, that's how I would if I wasn't having a fire. How I would quick fast make some s'mores yep, yep. And i would microwave a microwave a mallow for like 12 seconds and like as soon as it starts gaining in mass pull it out and put it on the chocolate and graham cracker because <laughs> it's good on the inside yeah yeah it's like it's like the fucking slime in ghostbusters too like just start yelling and cursing at it and as soon as it starts expanding stop and start praising it's praising its wonderful gooeyness it's the scolari brothers oh uh. give them the chair you wouldn't want us exposing ourselves. Uh, I mean, we, we kind of, we've gone off track about 42 billion times on this one, but that's what we do. But, so. I, but I mean, like we said, this movie is not super deep or no, heavy. It's, it's just fun. Chick escapes, gathers army, returns, army dies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does she kill him at the end? And it cuts the ends the same way as the first one does with a real quick, like, abrupt cut. Because we yeah, get like it's in down the middle to, of loudness. Yeah, it's down to three foot Danielle Harris versus towering Kane Hodder. She does the old twenty eight days later and thumbs him through the eye, and <laughs> then <laughs> yep, then bashes his face in, and then it's cool because when she walks off camera and we get just like three beats of silence and see and Kane's fingers start to twitch and then she just shows back up with a double barrel shotgun and shoots him point blank in the face or what's left of his face. Yeah, super good. Yeah, Fuck also get you. that like he has the big hole in his head and she like jams her fist in it. Yeah. It's real good. It's 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 nice and gross. And then yeah, like as soon as that gun blast <laughs> cut and credits begin. And you'll pick back up immediately on the next one where that one left off. Mm-hmm. Fourth movie is the only one where it's going to have time between between the two films. These first three are like, it's one long movie. One very long weekend. <laughs> Looking forward to a wonderful weekend. Where you, that has and to Mardi be some Gras. of the most contrived storytelling I've ever heard in my life. Kudos to Adam. He had a three structure story, and he's like, "I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do three of these movies, and they're gonna be all tied together." It works. One, it works like yep. gangbusters, man. Uh, turn your Super brain. Cut off them all together, and just enjoy this movie because it is fun, top to bottom. Uh, and also, I will say this: if you're gonna watch it, I wouldn't watch it on a streaming service. It's really nice. Own the disc, Blu-ray, DVD, whatever. They're both loaded. With special features, and if you're a Harry I mean, Scope not, fan, Adam it's not Green Evil fan. Dead Rise Blu-ray level. No, which I still haven't bought because they didn't give us anything that we want, and oh. I'm sad about I, that. I was looking forward to so much features on an Evil Dead Blu-ray, and I didn't get shit. Maybe we'll get a special edition one day. Scream Factory will, will put it out, and then I'll snag it. But I will slap somebody if that's the case. I'm like, I bought this day one expecting this shit. Are you giving it to me now? Yep. It's 101 years of excellence when it, <laughs> when it comes out next year. Uh, yeah, 101. 
uh, that's you know marketing 101, if you will. But uh, if you if and they're you not want... expensive either. Like if you're buying them on Amazon, they're not expensive. If you buy them directly through Aeriscope and have them signed by Adam, it's not expensive. Mm-hmm. And we don't work for him. Um, we just really like him. I really appreciate what he's doing for the genre. So. No, I, I am all about saving my coin to buy my cinema, and I I was genuinely pissed when I realized, oh, I could have bought all these at the basically the same market price off his website and have his signatures on them as I would mm-hmm. if I bought them from anywhere else. Yep, and you're just you're gonna get you're gonna get like hours of special features, which is paramount for someone like me and like Evil. We live for that stuff. We eat that stuff up. So if you want to see what it was like on the set, if you want to, like, in-depth on the kills, commentaries, yada, yada, like, that's the way to go. Because it's it's more than just the movie. It's just hours and hours and hours of entertainment. And it's money that goes back into, into Adam Green and his his stuff, which he's still doing. He, was, he did have his uh, YouTube channel going for a long while where he had different short... Uh, segmented little shows mm-hmm. and he's still doing his yearly I think this is his 25th anniversary Halloween special he films in October that's going to come out so money if you're not doing it on Patreon to his podcast buy some shit from him shirts yeah. or these comic. movies you got hatchet yeah, comics, the comics. The, the, literally the book that comes with part 4 that you purchased mm-hmm. it's hilarious <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> came back around um, but uh, do you have anything else you want to add before we move on to those next segments, Evil? Nah. I mean, I, like I said, if I'm going to pick any of the four to, if I'm just doing one of these, I'm like, I'm just jumping and jumping and do two because it's, it's the most out there of the four movies. The other ones are going to, not that these, any of these four movies are really bogged down with like heavy duty stories, but this one <laughs> in the best way has the least amount of that. Gotcha. Because it's, and it's not. There's nothing scary about it. It's definitely after 8 p.m. Because of the one if, sex scene, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we had some topless scenes earlier on, and true, just true. I was like, I would just leave this after eight o'clock. Yeah. But it's like, it's the Evil Dead two of this series to me. So, yeah, yeah. that's 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 the most I would say for it. That's perfect. Uh, it's just it's a cakewalk. But uh, now that I we're done. Cake. Um, discussing, professing our love for this movie, Evil. What does that mean? Uh, we got to give this movie its real fair shake with people who hated this movie. And there's no better place to find people who hate stuff than on the internet, right? So it's time for Amazon One Star Reviews. Hated it. Sunny uh, on February 9th, 2011. Hey, February One 9th. Star. February 9, 9 on 9, 2011. One star. Why was this movie even made? <laughs> OMG. This is one of the worst films ever made in the history of film. With that said, as weird, with the history of film, comma, capital, with that said, hmm. mm-hmm. this takes me back to the title of my review. It's been one sentence. Well, like, wait a minute. Oh, this reminds me of that title I just fucking wrote eight <laughs> seconds ago. Seven words ago. Yeah, I really, I mean, really, who thought it was a good idea to make this movie? No, no question mark there. Just a really short comma again. Again, uh, comma to capitalizing. It's not even good 
Corny horror. I paused the movie five times just to get food and drinks. Right. Sure, drinks, but uh, clearly didn't ponder re-checking his spelling on shit. Food and drinks to keep me into it. I felt it. I felt like I was being tortured, rolling my eyes through the entire movie. Like when it was like, when is this going to be over? Again, no question mark, just a period there. The only good thing about this movie was that Danielle Harris was in it. I've loved her acting ever since I saw her in Halloween 4. She was 9 or 12. My advice to anyone thinking of renting or buying this movie is don't. If you are thinking of renting this movie, don't. Please don't watch if you must see it, borrow it from a friend. Therefore, you will not feel like you've wasted your money and an hour and 20 minutes of your life. Uh, I, if it's a shit movie, if I borrow it, I still have wasted the time. But Yeah. Okay. I can't believe this movie was in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> For like a day. Uh, sure. I, don't, I didn't know it was in theaters. It got pulled because... Uh... Something, something to do with the distribution company, like they, they, uh, yeah, it's on that, it's on the special features. Like it got released, mm. and then there was trouble, so they pulled it, which hurt him big time. And then it got bootlegged. This is unique. Normally, we get one stars from people, right? People write mm-hmm. these reviews. This is from the <laughs> entire, uh, the entire town, I guess, of Honolulu. Honolulu, in unison on April 18th, 2020, said, One star, so dumb and terrible acting. <laughs> Stupid story and terrible acting. And then Honolulu fell silent. Mm-hmm. But it's on fire right now, right? No, it was on fire. It's just smoldering and smoking. Uh, it's because they didn't like Hatchet too. Uh, Honolulu is a wonderful place. Then it caught fire. <laughs> Ron B. on August 20th, 2019. One star, terrible. Wow, bad acting and horrible special effects on the kill scenes. Grade school effects with brown blood and completely fake kill scenes. Well, they're all fake kill scenes. It's a goddamn movie. Yeah. Don't waste your time. (laughs) (laughs) I did not buy Hatchet 2 to watch fake kill scenes. Yeah, I was expecting faces of death. Wait a minute. You telling me those are fake kill scenes too? <laughs> oh shit. Motherfucker. Horror Hound. This one can't be that bad, right? May 17, 2011, one star, don't bother. Love Tony Todd. <laughs> Love Daniel Harris. But even with these two horror powerhouses ah. carrying the load, it could still not save this dreck of a film. Dreck. Laughable on so many levels. Or just about every level. The Crowley character is just goofy. The effects are cartoonishly bad, and the direction is just about as amateurish as it gets. <laughs> the amateurish and difficult. Difficult. Rent Madman 20 times before wasting a dime on this one. Wow. I I get the Madman has a following and all, but I, I don't think... By the time I call it a day on planet Earth and in this realm, I do not think I will have watched Madman 20 times. Oh, dang. See, I like Madman, 
but not 20 times the amount. Like. Uh, I'd probably watch it once a year, but just... Even that seems like a lot. I'll watch it and I'm like, yeah, that was... Uh, I could see okay. it's, its value, but like, you want to watch it again? I'm all right. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I don't need to own it. It doesn't... It's just not... It's not comparable with this, though. Two I, different no. types of movies, you know? I would never... That's a really, like, that's a poor production of putting movies together. Like, we're going to watch Mad Men and Hatchet 2. Mm-hmm. That's two different tones. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like, we're going to have Chinese food and peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter and ladies. Ladies. Big Wig. January 22nd, 2014. One star, suck o rama <laughs> I like that. Worth- that's fun. A worthless piece of trash. I wouldn't wipe my ass with this movie. <laughs> well, it would hurt. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to clean much shit off your ass with that either. <laughs> I wouldn't want to associate with anyone who thought this was a good film. I guess Big Wig is never going to be on the Patreon for a deep cut podcast. Yeah, not hanging out at 3B Video, that's for sure. Wiping my ass with DVDs. <laughs> you smell. Duckin' Dodge, clearly a dodgeball fan, on February 4th, on Valentine's Day 2011. Nice. One star, the turd one. Mm. So I took a dump, forgot the flush, went to watch this movie, mid-movie, went back upstairs to flush, and ended up watching the turd instead. <laughs> that was more interesting. Oh, he's clever. Or he's really, he could be really fucking high and like, oh shit, that that shit was in me. Now it's going somewhere else. <laughs> this shit is the shit. <laughs> this shit is the shit. <laughs> I'm in bad shape over here, man. <laughs> February 11th, 2011, T-Man. Says one star, total bore fest. Same movie, remade. Movie was terrible. Basically a remake of the first movie in terms of introducing something new. It was the SOS. SOS. Sack of shit. Shit on a shingle. Suspect. I don't know what. Summer of Sam. Totally a waste of money. Boo. Sauce. (laughs) It was the sauce. uh, Yeah. Sophie on Christmas Eve 2022. One star not worth buying. Movie started glitching. I was unable to watch this and avoid at all cost buying this. Watching it on Christmas Eve. I like that attitude though. Streaming on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah, like, man, you know what sounds good before we uh, you know, go to bed and wake up to a bunch of presents? Hatchet, Hatchet fucking two. two. See, I admire that kind of gumption. That's <laughs> And, and the last of the one stars from Martin Ralph on May 23rd, 2019. One star, Killer in the Swamp. Very poor movie. Zero out of ten. It was a fucking swamp. <laughs> Burn it for the inheritance. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, you know, you can't please all the people all the time. and The internet is a disgusting place, so... Is what so it listen is. to us on the internet because it's you can't see us, so we can't be that disgusted. Yeah, well, and also um, we're pretty we're pretty indifferent a lot of the times. Like if something sucks, you know, we're not like 
violently evil about it. I don't know, unless it's, unless you're talking about Halloween ends from my perspective. I was going to say, like, eh, Halloween ends on your end. Uh, yeah, I'm, we can. We can tip into that. But. You can. I'm, I'm like, eh. It's true. But Sometimes we've I already, get really angry. We've already <laughs> done that franchise. We'll see how we feel when we get to, when we start running out of things. We start doing, we get the Children of the Corn. And we got oh. nine or ten of those movies to do. There's a lot of them. That's and I. I literally think there's nine or ten Children of the Corn movies, sadly, including the one that's now that just came out this past year. Sadly, I think I own all of them. I think I own all but the last two or three. I, I think I definitely bought the Miramax like six move six Children of the Corn movies on two, one three, for four, five, five and six and Retribution or whatever the fuck it is. Revelation. I think I think one and two are together, and then there's like six movies in one set. I think. Field of Screams, perhaps? Uh, I think that's like five. five that's yeah, Field five. of Terror. Field they of fucked terror. up. It should have been Field of Screams, but they said Fields of Terror. I think that one has an arcade in it. Yeah. Yeah. I Kane think Hodder is like, in one of the movies, too. I think he might be in that one. He, Kane Hodder cameo, where he's like working on a pig farm? Fucking probably. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that next. We'll have the, we'll have the Children of the Corn franchise lined up. We have to eat corn on the cob during each episode two just like asmr corn on the cob eating or i'll just get some candy corn that's more <laughs> sustainable for what would that be like four months oh <laughs> yeah um did i just see i just saw something that's candy corn flavored and i was gonna tag you in it because i was like what that's odd i can't remember uh, i know you were telling me i think the mountain dew like no someone else was saying the mountain dew mystery flavor this month tastes like candy corn it does it's it's very um it's like pow whoa you know like sugar out the ass but uh i expect nothing less than something from mountain dew right it's just gotta like at some two, point, two I, inches I, deep of straight sugar. I figure at some point that's literally all it will be. It would just be, just be a, a soda can full of sugar. <laughs> like there's not even liquid in it. <laughs> just yep. gran, granulated sugar. Cap, uh, sugar. <laughs> yeah. Add your own. There. Add your own carbonated water. Um, <laughs> man. And a squirtle of lemon or lime juice. I'm like, all right, there's your Mountain Dew. Yep. There's your soda. But uh, now that we're done with the Amazon one star reviews, evil. What does that mean? Uh, it's time to strap on your boots, grab your Evian water, and let's play the game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. It's all about the game. Now you play it, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And chicken and biscuits on a gravy with a chicken and the biscuits on a gravy and the biscuit is me. <laughs> Voodoo magic. <laughs> oh, that's right. It is time to play the game. And if you're new here, welcome. But you're probably scratching your head asking yourself, what is the game? Well, the game is a deep cut in and of itself 
where you got to pick a prop from the movie that we are covering, but it can't be a well-known prop. So since we're covering Hatchet 2, I'm going to go ahead and say you can't have Victor Crowley's overalls and you can't have his hatchet because those are low-hanging fruit. So pick something odd, obscure, weird, different, and let us know on Patreon. Let us know on the podcast comments. Let us know on Discord, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you can find us because we're out there and we want to know what you pick. So with that being said, Evil, since this is your go-to, your baby, your... your uh, hatchet love i think i know what you're gonna pick but <laughs> i just want to hear you say it the tony todd torso <laughs> yep yep i knew it was coming if um, it wasn't that i was gonna secondary and give me adam Gre- or adam green give me joe lynch's stupid hat <laughs> so you can go out into the woods you'd have to have like those pajamas with the butt flap i feel like if you wear that hat you have to have those. oh yeah. red too <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like i go on out to the outhouse and take a shit uh, yeah, I would love to. I should just get that as a cosplay and just wear it with cowboy boots or something. Galoshes. Shitter's full, yeah. Yeah, Merry Christmas, <laughs> shitter's full. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I knew you were going to pick that, and but the part of me, I wasn't sure if you were going to take like the 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 face, you know what I mean? Like the when he pulls the skin and there's like, so it's like Tony Todd's actual skin, like a life cast of him, or if you wanted like the torso. Uh, Oh, are they, are they gonna say like the like the the flaps and folds of skin that are that are on the on the swamp floor now? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, when they so it, it looks like fucking like Judge Doom down there. <laughs> but you want the arms and the head, and just you want the torso. I want I want that torso that's still laying gingerly across those bushes. Seems like we could use it for a Hellraiser prop too, like. <laughs> Just nail it to a rotating uh, island or whatever the fuck those things are called. I'd want to put a tie some uh, monofilament or something around the spine back of it and then just drag it behind my car. <laughs> it makes me think of also, um, but just high enough so like the fi- like the ha- the fingers on the hands will just occasionally <laughs> bounce off the off the uh, the road. You wouldn't puppet it like Ving Rhames's corpse in. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> fucking people under the stairs. <laughs> you went down those stairs. <laughs> and, this, and the president's going to make me secretary a pussy. Uh, <laughs> which is by far the greatest line in cinema history. That's a good there's, one. There's a lot of them in that movie. Mm-hmm. People under the stairs is pretty quote festival. It really is. And it's Wes Craven, so you know it's absolutely bug nuts insane um my prop that i'm gonna pick evil also has to do with tony todd so i kind of knew we were going down that road and we love us some tony todd the other thing i i saw i'll say two surprise you didn't take the top of r.a mihaloff's head because we've seen that that is a prosthetic (laughs) that's his actual head yeah we've seen it's a prosthetic and then we see the like cutaway whether that's like i said whether that's really him or if that's <laughs> composited um but the prop that i really really want is tony todd's like skull voodoo staff that like wooden staff i don't i don't, <laughs> I don't know, know why, why. 
I, I don't know you don't know why it popped in my head, but as soon as you said that, I I love that he does like a pro wrestling like entrance when he's gonna be doing his spiel to the to the crew of people. <laughs> it's just missing Perry Shin playing like audience applauding and then stopping a fucking cassette tape. Got like like a uh, uh, Fourth of July poppers that shoot out those little like streamers. Yeah, one of those like a real shitty like smoke machine that just yeah, one like. Yeah, one little... <laughs> like a sad fart of smoke, yeah. Yeah, and put a fart noise to it. Just... Like a little whistler, yeah. Yeah, Reverend Zombie, behold. Comes out like he's fucking Papa Shango. <laughs> yeah. Dollar Store Shango. Uh, yeah, I love that staff. And I just feel like that would be a really... Because it's also... It's it's in Holliston. Like, it's in Adam Green's bedroom. His bedroom. And he, yeah, and he's like that episode where he's singing. And I think that's <laughs> is that the episode when Tony Todd comes in his room or no? I can't. I don't know, he's either a, way, it's always I, uh, in there. <laughs> just rewatch that series again. It's yeah. Two fucking two seasons. Like so good. Like 14 episodes grand total. Like 19 minutes an episode doesn't take any time. Um yeah, so that's my prop. There's plenty of other weird things that would be worth taking. Um but yeah, I think that's what I gotta go with. If if anything else, maybe um, maybe the plate of cookies is kind of funny, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or Did, the the inte- the four foot of intestines we kill Beekler with. Yeah, or his piss jug. Camera. His piss jug is good. <laughs> I mean, like it looks like it smells. Mm-hmm. Can I maybe? Like, I know have it's his raincoat. I know it's not. I can smell the piss off that jug. Hot popcorn. <laughs> old old piss. Yep. Gross. Uh, but yeah, let us know your props, guys, because um, we are we are curious. And uh, the yeah. humping AJ Bowen cor- corpse. Oh, that'd be a good one. What if it's an animatronic? It's just like yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know he couldn't. They like, didn't have the budget for an animatronic. It's literally probably just someone with a stick up a dummy's ass just going. Yep. And then sound design of, you know. That uh, uh, fil- uh, filthy, wet swamp sex. He came and went at the same time. <laughs> and on that note, Evil, I suppose we should probably get going because, after all, there's a lot of movies out there and somebody's got to watch them. So why not us? Right? What's up with that Blair Witch, man? I tapped that. Probably has some cobwebs sealing it up. And even if I did hit that, a bunch of bats come flying out of it. Voodoo. All the people them want Woman them a flex and the man them a chant Got the 60s style it off a comeback Draw for your bell butter black heel and frack Boom shakalak good boy You tell them no sir Wind your body Wiggle your belly Dip and go down in a new style Wind and go up Wind and go down Bubble and a rocker to the new style Around you feel like it too Say it wild Ragamuffin style of the discipline child